lost an amazing musician, poet, songwriter, just writer in general, um, on August 7th, uh, 2019. It's been a couple days since David Bourbon's passing uh, by suicide. And I just wanted to remember David Berman in a way that's personal, in a way that's entirely my own experience with him um, and his work and everything it meant to me in sort of a disjointed, just rambling off of everything because it's it's someone it's really an experience his passing has been an experience for me because it it really hit hard harder than i would have even expected um i'm going to start off by reading um this is a quote from snow is falling in manhattan from his new project uh the purple mountains Songs build little rooms in time, and housed within the song's design is the ghost the host has left behind to greet and sweep the guest inside, stoke the fire and sing his lines. So I first, I first um, encountered I, I, uh, David Berman from, I guess his work uh, involved with the avalanches. Um, and their new record, or their newest record, it came out in like 2016, I believe, uh, Wildflower. His voice is uh, featured on the last track, Saturday Night Inside Out. And I always thought that was just a really, I, that was one of my favorite songs from the project. I loved uh, just how the words hit you. And, and that's something about Dave, David Berman that, um, that really got to me. It's just the way his words hit. You always hope to find people, poets, songwriters, musicians, that can distill some kind of experience um, or some kind of feeling that you felt that you can't describe yourself. And David Berman was one of those people who could, who understood, you know, what you were feeling and knew how to articulate it into words. So I remember specifically listening to Saturday Night and Sit Out, thinking that was sort of brilliant. Um, and, and sort of putting it down for a while, while, you know, I was just, you know, doing other things, just listening to other things, you know. It sort of came back. I don't know how I I, I ran into more of his work or discovered more of it. Uh, I remember, you know, reading Snow on probably like Poem Hunter or something, thinking that was brilliant too. How he, just like the outside, you know, when it's snowing, looks like a, you know, a room with its walls blasted. I, I can't, I have, I have his book right in front of me, Actual Air, that has it. I could refer to it, but I surf, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll refer to it later. But just the brilliance of his words. And I didn't know that the, 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 the excerpt of Saturday Night Inside Out actually came from a larger poem. Another collaboration he did with the Avalanches uh, called Cowboy Overflow of the Heart, which I think is my favorite David Berman poem and one of my favorite poems in general. I just remember being caught, like just immediately like raptured by the line. And she taught me to relight, relight, and relight again. Something about that specific line just get something in you that hits you deeper than anything you can intellectualize, intellectualize. It just hits you like, it hits like the bedrock of feeling, you know, some kind of primordial state <laughs> where, you know, a lot of our deepest emotions uh, sort of linger and it just hits you there at that level, that bedrock all the feelings that you don't know how to deal with, a lot of his lines just comfort you. And though I think that's what marks just a great poet, a, a great writer. I remember sitting outside of LACMA. I was waiting for one of my friends. Um, 
was arriving and I thought what's what's more uh, what's more uh fitting than to like read poetry outside of the Lakmo because my friend you know was coming from somewhere else and I had like an hour to spare and I like already looked through most of the exhibits and I was like okay I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like look into this like one poem and and it was so great I I just loved the cowboy overflow of the heart I just kept on rereading it and reading it and rereading it and there's a really great audio recording of David Berman you know reading the poem and and I was just like I was like oh my god like this is it like this this is the dude man like this guy making stuff that feels like a David Berman poem should be the goal like <laughs> it but it's like I can't I can't do that there's something so magical about it and it's just so simple there's a really great now I am referring to now I am referring to the 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 actual air because he just has lines that just get you man like it's from one of his it's from one of his poems charm of uh no self-portrait at 28 here we go I'm trying to get us something and I want to talk very plainly to you so that we are both conf- we are both com- comforted by its honesty by the honesty and that's what it is it's just so simple it's so plain but in it it's just so honest i remember going onto his like blog uh menthalmountains.blogspot.com and he had like this uh he talks about uh he posted this like quote from auto rank the artist versus um art or something it was just something about that struggle and how you need to sort of distill your own experiences into your art or it'll like overtake you and the way he did it with such honesty that's the word i can't stop saying it's honesty it's like rawness it's just it's just so much you know it just hits you like that i remember being so in love with his book actual air well i haven't even read it i was one day I, I I was sitting around and I was like, I need to read this book. I need to find this book. And then lo and behold, I go to like Amazon. I go, I, I, I check eBay. The copies of the book are just crazy high, you know, for the original uh, release, like the paperback, I think released at its original date. And it was out of print. And I remember looking, just searching a bunch of libraries of like, do they have actual air by David Berman? calling up places and i think the closest uh library to me was probably in the inland empire at my uh alma mater university of california riverside ucr and i i was like oh i should make a whole day out of it i should go down there i should get it and i should say hi to people and that'll be great and like it's all for a book i don't really i should i should be going i should be going down there more often to say hi to people but I just need this book in my life. Eventually, I, I sort of came to the conclusion of like, I'll never be able to keep it though. I really want this as something to go back to. Because I already read, I think, Snow and Self-Portrait at 28 and Charm of 530. And there's some of my favorite pieces of writing that I've, I've encountered in a while. So I was like, oh my God, I need this book. So what did I do? I went online and just started googling and googling i found like this one page that had all the poems listed but it didn't have any you know it didn't post any of them i tried looking for torrents i tried looking for downloads i'm like oh i can't buy this thing i i need this i need this book though so i googled every single poem in this in this in this in this in this in this book and i found like 80 percent of them but it took hours and hours and hours because I was putting them together. I was like, okay, I'm going to put this on like a Word doc and then I'm going to get it printed somehow. I'm going to get a bind it. I'm going to create my own bootleg version of actual air by David Berman. This is crazy, but this is great. And I spent like, I swear, four hours. I, I was about 60% of the way through through the book. Some of his poems are really, he has huge hits. Like Snow is like a huge hit, you know. I think something like Charm of 530 is, is huge. But like some of his like little, you know, lesser known kind of things you would find in 
it'll be like republished underneath like a journal or it'd be on Tumblr. Tumblr was like this weird resource that had a couple David Berman poems and some of his drawings. So I just became so enveloped in him as a poet without even really listening. I was never, I never listened to the Silver Jews until after his death. And I really wish I had. So my encounter, my, my experience with David Berman is him as a poet. Before any of the Purple Mountain stuff too, because I was I want to tell you that sixty of the sixty percent of the way through the book, four hours in, I finally find <laughs> Drag City released a press release of, "Hey, David Berman is making new music." There's a single, "All My Happiness Is Gone." Also, we're reprinting actual hair. <laughs> we're reprinting it in hardback. Here's the pre-order link, and then I just like. Had this sense of like, oh my fucking god. Oh my god. I like slumped down in defeat. I was like, oh, that's a whole afternoon gone. <laughs> so I just was like, I type, 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 type. I got the pre-order. I, 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 I actually like freaked out because I'm like, oh my god, this pre-order. I hope it doesn't sell out or anything because I can't lose this is so good. It's so good to it's so it's so it's so unbelievably great that it, it, it's real that I can actually own a copy of Actual Air. Um, but I was also like, something's gonna go wrong, <laughs> and like at that point, I sort of like just deleted my entire work of like this four hours of assembling Actual Air of like I'm gonna get the real thing, but then I had this other fear of like, oh, what if I don't get it? And lo and behold, like five days later, I got it and. What's crazy is that press release was, you know, it came out, I think, like, three days before this whole entire, like, actual air adventure of me just finding every poem and trying to create my own bootleg version. It was, the timing was so, it was, it was insane. It was insane, but I was still really, despite it all, I never held a grudge against the book. How could I? The writing was so good. So I got actual air, and... It is, it is so good. I, I was, it's a beautiful, beautiful hardcover um, with this, like, with this, with this nice, ja- you know, whatever, jacket, whatever it is. And you, like, and it, it's it's his actual, like, handwriting that's, like, sort of imprinted in the book. It looks like blue ballpoint pen. It's just so, and it's, it's wonderful. Really, really love this copy. And it's, it's a book that I'm sure I'll, like treasure for the end of time but that's just it's just i i I was just so this whole day just got me more and more invested in david berman i was just so floored by everything he he wrote and i was like okay he has his new single out all my happiness is gone let me check it out and it was great (laughs) it was so good i was i i couldn't believe it it was a I love the song. It sounded like I'll Stop the World and Meld with You, but it had these lyrics that were really warm. Friends are warmer than gold when you're old. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, it's so good. And more and more as the singles came out, I got more and more invested in the new record. I started listening to more interviews with David Berman. And then the record came out, and and it was amazing. I, the period of when that record came out, of just like playing it over and over again, to, you know, his death. It's just up to that point. It was really just like this record. It's it, it was it was it was probably my it's it was probably, it probably is my album of the year. Because, I don't know, it's it's rare to have that many tracks. I try not to do too many albums of the years because I feel like everything has its own its own, its own merit. But and, and now it has an even more special meaning, so who knows. But when you have like a track listing that that's it's, it's that type where every track was like amazing <laughs> in its own way and it played off of each other and. It was, again, still no Silver Juice tracks. Had no experience of him as as a musician. 
I just was in love with the words, and I just love the production on the new album. It sounded so lush, so it sounded so simple. I love being my mother's son. It's just such a simple song, and but it just it's just so fragile. Fragile, fragile. I don't know. <laughs> I was just my friend Gene actually. Literally, oh, oh, probably a week before his passing, uh, we were meeting up because I'm I've moved down to San Diego for a job. In circumstances that I can't really, I'm still going through that I can't really reflect on, but it was a, it is like this like really big upheaval of my own life. Of leaving everything, um, of leaving my home to go do something else, and I was feeling really lost at the time. And you know, the Purple Mountains record is one of those things that like comforted me, <laughs> comforted me. And my friend Jean, we we went to get like Mexican food, and she actually bought me uh, the vinyl as like sort of a going away present. I'm back home now, and you know, I'm I'm here periodically, periodically, but. It meant so much to me that she like, I still don't know how she knew that this was such an important album to me. I got it. She she gave it to me and I was just so blown away. And I'm like, oh, wow, this means so much to me. And, 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 and it was such a, I just love holding in my hands. And I'm like, wow, it really is going to be, you know. Everything I buy on vinyl or or get on vinyl or gift it to me on vinyl, it just means so much more to me because there's some albums that I I like listen to. I'm like, oh, this is really cool, but to like own it in a physical medium, it's something else. It's something different, and especially like with vinyl, it's such a fucking pain in the ass to listen to it that you can't help but listen a little harder, a little closer. Like when I. <laughs> It's like a, it's an event for me to like put on a vinyl and it's an event that I do like probably every week, but I need to like clear out everything. I can't play video games. I can't read. I'm just listening to music and it's amazing <laughs> because, and, and, and getting that Purple Mountains record was so important to me. I remember the, the, the night before I was leaving to San Diego, I was just so I was sort of in shock of me le- of, of leaving home. I was really just tired. I I just needed comforting. I just really I just really needed comforting. So I I, I started listening to a lot of vinyls, and I was listening to like one side, like an A side of this or B side of this. I, 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 let me list some records. Um, Father of the Bride, maybe side C is like one of those like sides that I really love. From this year, uh, I was listening to Frank Ocean's "Endless." Uh, probably, it's probably the A side, you know, or yeah, probably the A side. I didn't. Pl- I wanted to play like the the C side, but regardless, you know, that's one of those records. Uh, Paul McCartney's "Ram" I love, but you know, usually just the A side of that. And then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go through these records, listen to them. They're bringing me a lot of comfort right now. I had like my big ass headphones on, you know, the little amp that feeds into the speakers, whatever, or feeds feeds into the record player. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to like do a deep dive on this Purple Mountains record. When I mean deep dive, I just mean like I'm going to play it, not do anything else for these next 40, 50 minutes. Read along to the whole entire, you know, the inner sleeve has all the lyrics and Cute little doodles by David Berman and and the chords. <laughs> he like had he had he like hand wrote the inner sleeve, man. I love that. It just I love I, I I come from like a graphic designer background and I love handwriting, man. It just feels so personal. And yeah, the inner sleeve was just him. You know, it's just handwriting. It just felt so earnest. It just felt so. And God bless Jack City, man. Just like giving that kind of creative freedom to his artists, and they've, I've had such a appreciation for Jack City as a label, in the in 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 the weeks passing. And anyways, I I was listening to that record, and it was so I loved it. I just really, 
enjoy the full experience. Songs that weren't clicking with me before. I wasn't a really big fan of Margaritas at the mall as a single. But, you know, again, it hits you differently after, you know, you've, you know, you listen to it a, a couple more times. And I was genuinely like, oh, this is, this is such an important album, man. It's a really important album to me. And. I remember. Okay. I remember leaving for San Diego. I was playing the Pearl Mountains record, like sort of shuffled through and, you know, again, really great songs. I remember come driving home. First week of of this new workplace, I didn't really feel like I felt in. I, I really... I really didn't, I didn't, I I, I didn't fit in. And I like felt that. And then I just get like, as I'm driving, I'm probably listening to some playlist I made, you know, so something just simple, whatever. I start getting these texts. I see notifications on my phone. And it's from my friend Christian Shen. And he's like, I'm sorry, John. There's some Purple Mountains news that, you know, you won't like. I told him to listen to the Purple Mountains because um, I was actually seeing him in a, at, at a show. I'll get more into that. But I <laughs> I just remember getting those texts and, and thinking, oh, did he cancel the tour? And, you know, when you read. You get more than anything, like sometimes words provide a tone. I don't know what I'm saying right now. I just knew something was going wrong and I turned the volume down. I was just driving this long stretch in, I think, like Mira Mesa in San Diego. And I immediately... It sort of hit me of like, oh, no, (laughs) no, 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 please, 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 please. I was literally just saying that out loud to, you know, myself. I was like, this can't, this can't be happening. Because I sort of knew what was happening. And it was sort of confirmed when Christian texted me at like, I don't even want to look up the receipt or anything. It, it, it was like around like 5.30, 5.35, Jean messages me on Instagram and she's like, John, <laughs> David Berman passed away. <laughs> and I turned off the radio I started just I, I I don't I can't label it as like a panic attack or anything it was just me just breathing in and out just like is this real is this happening did did it happen like maybe it isn't maybe I really didn't want it to be true. I was freaking out, man. I was in this foreign place, just getting this news. It was dead silent. I didn't know what to do. I just didn't want to. I was focusing on the road. I didn't want to. It was pure. It was just pure shock, man. I remember just feeling so numb. Like, it was... I was angry for sure. You know, when I didn't know what was happening, I was like, you... This better not have happened, man. This this can happen. 
he was doing a lot better. I was, because again, the, with this Purple Mountains rollout, I was really invested in like everything that he was saying. You know, he was really open to interviews and this Reddit AMA was great. And he was talking about these songs so openly and honestly. And when you listen to the tracks, man, like it's not, you don't, It's not like he was trying to like, it, it sounded like he was working things out and he was trying to find the hope and light in things, even in tracks that are just insanely depressing. Taking all those feelings, a, a feeling defeated, a feeling so sad and, and just turning it into something so comforting. I couldn't help but think, oh, he's like really... He's really fighting and he's really, you know, he's, he's fighting, man. He's like holding on to hope, you know. There's some lines that are so sad, but they're said, you know, the way they're written are just so clever and so funny, you know. That, it was hard to believe it. I remember him talking about going on tour and how big that was for him. The, the Silver Jews didn't even tour until the very end. And he sort of did the show and then just sort of scuttled off. And But this time he was going to talk to everyone. And I was so excited for that, man. I was, I, I was just, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring a copy of actual hair. He's going to sign it. And I could just tell him, you know, I, I didn't want to suffocate the dude, but be like, yeah, you, you know, you did a really good job with this new record. You know, I can never express how much your words mean to me. But thank you. Thank you so much for this. It was so hard to, like... It was so hard to imagine that he... That he, he was just gone. It's still so hard to, like, imagine that. I pulled over to the side of the road when I when I was like in this neighborhood I got off well I got I got off the freeway got off the major roads pulled over to this neighborhood I read more thoroughly the Christian's texts read through jeans and I just started like losing it Radio was off. I couldn't listen to music. And I just knew that, like, I was going to enter a, enter a house with people living in it that don't really know me. And I would have to just I had to put on, like, a mask that I, I couldn't exp I couldn't tell them they wouldn't maybe I could tell them now who knows but I can't express like how much how much emotion I was feeling feeling in that moment how angry defeated numb just just all that I was feeling because I know it's I know it's it's a really tricky line to like really of of caring about music and caring about you know the artists in general but I was really just so I I just felt a connection with David Berman in a way that I never met the guy but you know he just knew with 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 musicians or writers you like, I have the best way I can describe it is like he just knew me so well without even meeting, knowing who I am. So when you have one of your guys just gone it's hard to like it's hard it's just so hard you know and 
you know, I read through some articles. I was on, I was still on the side of the road. I read through Drag City's announcement of it. And it was... It was just crazy. It was just pure shock going through all the stages of grief. And I was just so crushed. I still am really crushed. And I went inside of that house, putting on my best face, and sort of had to just deal with it. Feeling very, very, (laughs) just very, very sober in a way. I don't know what, I don't know what the feelings are. I remember just locking myself in my room that night and just, I couldn't listen, I couldn't listen to the record. I can listen to it now, but it's still so hard. Songs like Nights That Won't Happen is... I still can't believe he made a song like that. It's so brutally painful. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane, dude. I... It was tough, especially in those first couple days. I guess the saving grace of it all is the remembrance of David Berman. Him trending on Twitter and seeing a lot of people just share his poems, his work. Lance Bangs um, organized this reading of his poetry um, outside of MoMA, I believe, in New York. That was fucking beautiful. Just hearing that something like that happened. People sharing their experiences with Dave. Um, email exchanges that they've saved and they've like treasured forever. Um, reading through them because he's just so funny and so endearing and so sensitive, man. And this is when I started just listening to the Silver Jews. <laughs> it's always like... I feel... Uh, I don't want to speak... It's a complicated... It's not complicated. The music's fucking great. I, I want, I'm going in order. I've... I really... I'm trying to like savor as much of his discography at, at a time. Just so I don't like blow through it all. So I've been going, I started at Starlight Walker, Natural Bridge, and it's so good. Did I mention how, like, amazing all of it is? It's it's like a treat, man. It's a sucky treat, but, like, what a blessing to be left with this legacy of words and music. Pretty eyes? Come on, man. Even Silver Pageant, where... There's no talking. And it's just like this like ambient jamming song. It's so fucking good, man. American Water. I get why like the first lines of that album are so legendary. In 1984, I was hospitalized for nearing perfection. Something like that. It's so good. <laughs> you can't make it up, man. I love you to the max. Oh, dude, it's just the community that sort of was as crushed as as I was that I am, that felt the impact of his death. It's really beautiful, dude. I really encourage you to like listen to the Silver Jews records, the Purple Mountain record, the Purple Mountains record, his interviews, his poetry. It's fantastic it's just so stunning he was really just a poet through and through man so 
I've been having... This is tough. This is really tough. So, I was going to see Dave, David at the Lodge Room in Highland Park in L.A. Um, sometime in October. And it was, a, it was... He sold out the first show. Tickets were going crazy for that. They luckily added a second show, so I was like, "Oh, I need, I need to go to this. I need to see, I need to see my guy. <laughs> you know, someone who felt like my guy. I need to see Dave Berman perform. So I was there, and not, I wasn't. Fuck, I wasn't there at the fucking room. I was there on the ticketing site. I bought the ticket, and it was really special, man, because I haven't gone to a concert in so long. I've had a really weird thing with music lately." And it's not because of this show. It's just because of me and how I've, I've been feeling really like out of it with a lot of music. A lot of music just doesn't hit me as hard. Just some guys like really do. And like, you know, the Purple Mountains record really like excited me. And like, I don't know. I felt like I was really like lost in terms of music. And because I wasn't going to shows, I you know, my, my typical crew for shows and was like Jose Montano, Thomas Miller, Aaron Miller, and we would just go to shows, and that was like perfect, man. Those days were perfect. You know? And everyone was like all dispersed, and Jose was on the other side of the country, and I could, I, I, I fucking have a hard time being alone. That's where I'm trying to go with this. And I, I was going, and I, it, there's shows that I wish I could have gone to that people like offered like, hey John, do you wanna do you wanna go to this show? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Even though I like that person, I you know, I it was hard for me to do things alone. It's still hard. <laughs> Loneliness is at like the bottom of my heart. It's my little secret, but that I'm trying to share with you. And my own form of loneliness, whatever that is, I still need to think about it. <laughs> still need to fucking think about it. It's crazy that I'm even saying all this. Anyways, <laughs> I was going to this Purple Mountain show alone. And it was okay because I was with someone. I was listening to someone who made me feel a whole lot less alone in this world. And that was David Berman. That was Purple Mountains. Even without the Silver Juice songs. I'm even more comforted now. And and that's... The big thing with the San Diego move is that like I just don't feel... Like, I have a community down there. I felt so alone. So being alone and hearing your guy is gone and there's just all this shit. But anyways, I was really looking forward to that show. I even... This is crazy. I messaged him on Twitter saying like, hey, because the show was on Monday and I wanted a Sunday ticket. So I emailed... I emailed anyone I could talk to because I really wanted to see David Berman because it was impossible for me to make it down there and come back. You know, I was feeling defeated. So I was like, maybe David Berman can do something. <laughs> he can talk to them. I don't know. I'll just try. I come from like a family where, you know, we hit up we hit up customer service hard if, if, if the product or whatever is not to our liking. And it's not that, you know... I. I, I don't know why I hit up David Berman. Maybe I want to talk to him in some way. And like maybe this is a way to like bring something up. So I just messaged him on Twitter. Just like a normal men like a normal mention. And he fucking responded to me. I was like, Do you have another you know, can you can you let another pair of shoes into your, your Sunday night show? I have a ticket to your Monday night show. I already bought the ticket, blah blah blah. And I wish I was more personal than that. Because he responded and he was like, I don't know how to do that, John. And I was still like, I was like, oh, I felt so embarrassed. I'm like, ah, could have had a real like interaction with David Berman. But this is, but you know, now that doesn't even fucking matter because he responded on the last day he was on Twitter. <laughs> it was like a Thursday. It was four days before he passed away. And I have a little fucking interaction with one of my favorite fucking writers ever. And even though I was the complete ding dong whatever i can't think about that i have to think about what i have and what i have means so much to me 
After he said, I don't know how to do that, John, I immediately responded, oh, <laughs> thanks anyways. Like, thank you for doing that. Um, by the way, you have, thank you for, thank you also for making one of the best records of the year. <laughs> and that was it. That was, it was four days before he passed away. And now he's gone forever. I got the ticket refunded back to me. And now it's, it's. It's just, it's just so real. I love music that you can sing along to, that you can be in the car just singing your heart out to, because you're not singing alone, you know? You feel a little less alone. You feel comforted by someone singing along with you. And... You know, he was just so attuned to something that was again just deeper than 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 a law thing. He's just so attuned to something in me, and it was just all my roommates know that like I like to play music out loud to their detriment, and I'm sorry, dudes. <laughs> um, I, I I would just be playing it from my like phone or from a speaker and just take it everywhere with me because I sometimes silence is scary to me. Doing these inner sleeve episodes where it's just me talking is fucking scary to me. That's why I like the conversation. Because I feel like it's an interaction. And it's it's just overwhelming. This whole thing is overwhelming, but it needs to get out. Because I've been really wanting to do an inner sleeve about... Not an inner sleeve, but... I just wanted to talk about these feelings because it's so tough. And the nature of his passing just can't be ignored. David Berman was depressed. He had a disease that affected him. And depression is something that I know very well. And I've been doing a lot better lately. But there was just a lot of darkness in some periods of my life where I just felt so numb. And there's just, I was just enveloped in sort of my own walls that I put up. And I just want to sort of talk about mental health as openly and honestly as I can and my own experience with it because I don't know I don't know you or what you've dealt with but I hope that if I speak about my own story then maybe you can be feel a little comforted and you should you know you shouldn't do it I don't know man it's just in my darkest times in my darkest moments Music was a music was light, man. It sort of kept me through from doing anything really rash that could have hurt a lot of people. And it was because of artists like David Berman that gave me hope, comfort and comforted me in my loneliness so someone attuned to that kind of thing is just so it's incredibly empathetic anyone who has ever done a shred of anything creative you know how hard it is being open and honest and raw and sharing that with someone it's so hard to be brave to be really to say what's really on your mind to say hey i'm lost I'm, I'm 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 scared i don't know what i'm doing i'm i'm so obliterated <laughs> that's so hard to do just know that as much darkness there is there's just as much hope 
And that's what you have to hold on to. There's just as much love in your life. There's hope you need to hold on to. And I am so fucking, I can't, there's people who have saved my life. People I've like held on to, angels of just like, people realizing that there is love in my life. And that's, and, and, and being, you know, fighting through it. Because it's a fight. It's a real fight, man. It's a real fight. And again, you should talk about it. As much as it hurts, as much as you may think people will slink back, you know, repulsed by you. That's how I felt. That's really how I felt. You have to People keep you afloat. Love keeps you afloat. Open up. Cry. <laughs> just soak in like catharsis of just like, it's ridiculous right now, but <laughs> I'm not doing well. I'm really, I'm really lost right now, man. Just saying that out loud, saying that to yourself, it's really wonderful. People want to get your call, man. People who love you, just give them a call and just, you know, just, it's really tough. We just hold up so much. We just hold up so much that it sometimes just changes the way we see things. It just eats at you, man. Just, you gotta, sh you gotta like open up. You gotta, you gotta just like be like, hey, that's me. That's me, man. Me looking in the mirror, my anxiety, my depression, that's part of me. And that's, there's a lot to love there because that's me. I have to love me for being me, wholly me. And you got, there is so much love for you. Even if you've never met me, I have so much love for you. You are meant to be here, man. <laughs> and and we gotta, you know. You are not alone. Even though I feel loneliness in my heart sometimes, I am not alone. You are not alone either. So, please. Just talk to someone, man. It's, there are many ways of going about, you know, going about this, but there is at least, at the very least, even if you don't want to talk to anyone, be comforted by music you love, by people who feel the same things who have felt, who have been in your position before and have turned a lot of that sorrow into something to be shared, a real connection. And it's tough, man. It's always an ongoing battle, especially for my own struggles with mental health. But again... It's about loving yourself and finding that love, which is so hard to do. But we gotta do it. I'm really going to miss David Berman. I really am. But again, his whole... I'm so thankful for what we do have that he left on earth with us. One day I'll see him again and... <laughs> I'll say thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything, man. Please, if you've gone this far, maybe something got to you. And if you haven't listened to The Silver Jews or The Purple Mountains or read Actual Air, please, I encourage you to do so. It's some of the best writing I've ever experienced. And I'm going to end this podcast reading one of his poems it's called classic water it's from actual air <clears throat> okay
Thank you, David Berman, for everything. Classic Water. I remember Kitty saying, We shared a deep longing for the consolation prize, laughing as we rinsed the stagecoach. I remember the night we camped out and I heard her whisper, Think of me as a place, from her sleeping bag with the centaur print. I remember being in her father's basement workshop when we picked up an unknown man sobbing over the shortwave radio. And the night we got so high we convinced ourselves that the road was a hologram projected by the headlight beams. I remember how she would always get everyone to vote on what we should do next. At the time she said, all water is classic water, and shyly turned her face away. At volleyball games, her parents sat in the bleachers, like ambassadors from Indiana in all their Midwestern schmaltz. She was destroyed when they were busted for operating a private judicial system within U.S. borders. Sometimes, I'm awakened in the middle of the night by the clatter of a room service cart, and I think back on Kitty. Those summer evenings by the government lake, talking about the paradox of multiple Santas or how it felt to have your heart broken. I still get a hollow feeling on Labor Day when this summer ends. And I remember how I would always refer to her boyfriends as what's-his-face, which was wrong of me, and I'd like to apologize to those guys right now, wherever they are. No one deserves to be called What's-His-Face. Everybody wants Perspective from a hill But everybody's wants Can't make it past the windowsill I can see you in your room at night Pictures on your wall little forest scenes and high school Halloweens but they don't come to you they don't come to you at all all houses dream blueprints our houses dream so hard outside you can see my shoe prints I've been dreaming in your yard one of these days Days will end. The kitchen window, the light will bend. You'll be carving a pumpkin with the knife. When someone at the table says, That's not what I call a life. Yeah.